Good morning, everyone. It's uh, it's Brad Spillane here from the Men's Mental Health Show. Welcome to another show. We've got uh, a, a terrific show lined up for you again today. Um, and just before we sort of run into things, I'll just say a big thanks to, to Mounties Group uh, for being ongoing sponsors of the show and helping um, us get the good word out to many places uh, here and abroad, uh, as it would seem. Uh, so thanks to to uh, Mounties Group and also to, to all manufacturing uh, personnel recruitment and labour hire in the manufacturing industry. Um, you can give me a call actually uh, if you've got anything uh, related, if you're looking for work in the manufacturing industry on 0404 and I'll put up Craig's number in just a moment. Um, just a, 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 I think I cut out before the weather just to let you know it's going to be a terrific day here again in the Blue Mountains with the top of 25 in Katoomba and that sort of creeps up every two or three degrees as we go down the hill um, to be into the low 30s um, and we've had some terrific weather of late as you know. I just want to say um, I watched the, the Hurley Pro yesterday in Sunset Beach um, being a, a surfer from way back and uh, what a magnificent uh, result for uh, Molly Picklam uh, from uh, Central Coast. She's a Gosford girl um, who took out the title um, and uh, she of course knocked out uh, Taylor Wright in the semi. Uh, so that was wonderful and we also have big congratulations to Jack Robertson who came third for the men's and it was some, some good surfing, some good waves. And uh, yeah, but uh, on to the show. Uh, good morning, Bates. How are you, mate? I see you've got your runners and you look like you're ready for a game of batty. Yeah, I'm ready for a game of batty after this. Uh, four of us are going to get on the courts and um, wield our uh, battle door. That's the actual name for a, a, a badminton racket, battle door. So that's why it's war. That's why when Blue and I are on it, you right. know, it's a full engagement. The competitive garment garments is sh- tightly shrouded, and it's, uh, mm. it's on for, for one and all. Mm. Um, and you so seem like you're back to your, your best too. You're, you're fi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Best, now you know? I'm starting to, get, starting to get my sort of kind of uh, control back, and uh, and I'm uh, impulse regulation and yeah. uh, my emotional outbursts. I'm reducing those and focusing. Well, it's funny because we're going to talk a bit about that. Yeah, we gonna, I thought that you know it's probably worth. <laughs> Do you worth rage it. a bit on the court? Oh, yeah, I've, I've known to hurl my racket <laughs> up against the floor. Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, Same and with his mate. That was break out into yeah. impromptu hackers. Yeah. yeah. Come on, day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. I can imagine that would throw an opponent off. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, well. Don't absolutely. even when he sticks his tongue out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do, do the pukana. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Christian, yeah, you all right? You're yeah, no, I, I just saw what happened then, and yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might need a moment <laughs> just to recuperate. <laughs> I can see the sweat brewing above your brow. Oh, good God! <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and of course, we're uh, welcome back to uh, Christian Mortensen. Yeah, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, who's uh, who's back? Uh, of course, as local paramedic and, and terrific storyteller. How the hell, bloody hell, have you? Been? I have been tip top. Uh, yeah. I've just come back from Victoria just yeah. uh, yesterday. We did the big drive out of uh, Melbourne, uh, yeah. back up here. Uh, we left at three in the morning to beat the heat because it was going to be 38 degrees yeah, uh, right. on the way through. And we haven't, we're in a camper van, old camper van. We haven't got any air conditioning. So, yeah, that's right. I remember, yeah. yeah that's so right. uh, we left really early and it was great, actually. We were in Albury by like seven in the morning. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, uh, and then literally got up here sort of by about sort of one thirty in the afternoon. So, that's impressive. So we, and then, you know, had time to relax for the rest of the day. It feels, feels kind of like a shorter journey. Yeah, you, you look like you've been to the tanning salon every day. Well, I've been to the beach. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we uh, we headed down the coast, yeah. uh, April and I. And well, of course, you did. 
you took the coast road, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we so took you the coast the road down. Sort of and we, like Nowra, yeah, down through yeah, there. And, and all down oh, the south coast Bateman's of New South Wales. Beautiful, oh, lovely, beautiful yeah. country yeah. through there. Yeah. How's that drive as you're going to Narooma? Isn't that picturesque? Oh, oh it's really, yeah. really gorgeous, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you can, t- you can take your time with it. And there's yeah. so many beaches you can visit along yeah. the way. Uh, we took our time and then um, we spent uh, three or four days, maybe four days, getting to Wilson's promontory down on the coast of victoria i don't know if you've ever been to wilson's promontory national park but that's a massive recommend how far past eden is that uh we're going to go pretty much halfway across uh victoria from eden so it's about it's about actually about 400 and something kilometers so um what towards the gippsland yeah right in the south gippsland so it's the southernmost point of australia and it is a stunning piece of geography it's uh, the mountains rise directly out of the sea. Yeah, yeah uh, they're yeah, all yeah. Uh, volcanic granite domes that wow. rise oh, out of the okay. sea. So it's not quite into the limestone territory. No, no, so we're all, like, okay. no, all wow. granite, and uh, these big peaks rising six, seven hundred meters straight out of the sea. Wow! Um, and with beaches in between them, where the sand is crystal white, and you dive into the water, and it's it's paradise. Wow! Absolute paradise. They're very. Uh, there can be good surf there. Uh, but at that time, the, the waves were just gently lapping at the shore. And, oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> probably the, the most aggravating thing were the march flies. Yes. You get down to the beach and you'll get assigned a march fly immediately. Mm-hmm. And then that march fly will uh, call his colleagues. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, there'll yeah. be, before yeah. you know it, there's <laughs> 10. You get assigned yeah. a march fly. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then... Uh, you know, they're, they're getting around you. Exactly you, what you mean. You can slap them on the nose and they're just yeah. like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go, I'll come in for another circuit. Well, they don't call and, them horse flies for nothing. No. <laughs> and, uh, the, but if you give them a good whack and you'll stun them mm. and then you can make friends with a seagull. Because yeah. you, ah. you, you, you toss, them, toss them to a seagull and yeah. the seagull will be like, oh, that was delicious. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then you get another march fly and then another five come and, then, and oh. they don't mind. They're just like... Slap them yeah. as many times as you can. It and sounds like a vicious circle, really. Well, the gulls and are they, fat. And the they gulls give are fat. a nasty yes. bite, don't they? Oh, the, yes. The thing about the marsh fly is they'll sit on you without you even knowing. No, no. And they oh. might be there for five seconds. Mm. They could be there mm. for a minute. And mm. then they just decide, and nah, then I'm going to ha- hurt you now. Now they, yeah. they harpoon you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And <laughs> don't know what, you know. Mm. Yeah, mm. like yeah. a... a so, uh, yeah. so we had, look, we had, some, we had a lot of swimming. We did some walks. We had a... Had an encounter with a tiger snake, uh, which oh. was a, a gentle encounter. Wow. I spotted it sort of as I walked past it right at my feet. And yeah. uh, some other people had just walked past. And I said, hey, guys, check this out. Yeah. And they came back and there was this uh, beautiful tiger snake just sitting on the side of the trail. And wow. So we beautiful. sort of got some photos because there of that. Th- I've got one in my yard at the moment. Of course, I'm, I'm worried because I've got the little shih tzu Munster. Mm. Every bit of little shih tzu. Um, and... You know, it, but Munster, I'm thankful he's not one of those dogs that's like lizard possessed or, mm. you know, wants yeah. to awkward oh, okay. things. He's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And, and normally a lot of little dogs aren't like Jack mm. Russell, so I go for the, the mice or whatever. But the tiger snake, you know, I found, I, I read where somewhere, it's one of the, the very few snakes. In fact, only two snakes. I could be wrong, and, and I'd be happy if a listener rings up and tells me I'm wrong, um, that can actually chase you. Now, snakes don't really mm. chase, regardless of what people think, but a tiger snake and a black mamba are the two very few snakes in the world that will, right, will, yeah, will have a yeah. go at you. Well, well if you're wearing them. a race bib and someone fires a gun or blows a whistle... Don't be around don't, 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 <laughs> Just get on your marks and go. Because those things will take off. Yeah, <laughs> now, they're good in the first 50. <laughs> they, tend to, they tend to tire at the back of the 100, though. So yeah. 
I'll be worried with you going down the beach, you know, you've got number 58 written on your bicep or something, you know. Oh, he's a goer. He's mine. <laughs> yeah, um, clever, very clever. So we, uh, then we spent some days uh, with my father down in uh, Venus Bay. Yeah, how is Dad? Yeah. Dad is, uh, look, Dad's 83 and um, he's... He's, he's aged, yeah. and uh, this was a man who has made art all his life, uh, has lived um, uh, a, f- a very full life, represented yeah. Australia at the Venice Biennale in 1980. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, which, is a, which is quite the accolade for him. Mm. Um, and has made performance and art, has had books written about him, wow. and now he's struggling, uh, really, even just to breathe. Right. Oh, uh, a lifetime of smoking right. uh, and partying. Has worn its. So he's lived a full life. He's lived a very full life, but he's not the. He's he's a bit of a shadow of his former self, which is unfortunate. But but look, he's still um, very opinionated, and uh, (laughs) as uh, for Christmas, he said, "I haven't got much to give you, Christian, but I've got my opinions. You can have those." (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dad. And what's more, and he's entitled to them, no matter how wrong they are. Yeah, and I'll put them in writing for you. Oh, thanks, thanks, Dad. so uh, like he, a gave me, he gave me a letter. But uh, look, he, he's well. He had a list of jobs for us to complete when we yeah. arrived. Yeah. Had to fix the double bass, which had fallen over, and the neck had shifted on the double bass. But oh, we wow. fixed that. Um, some gardening, some stuff, other stuff around the house. And that sounds, sort of, of course. He sounds all round artistic. He's look, he's he's very he's musical. He's um, he's a, he's very much a storyteller. So I, I acquired my storytelling oh, storytelling yeah, skills oh. from him. And he was and told stories by his father. His father uh, sailed on the tall ships out of Denmark. No. And uh, had stories of life at sea. Fantastic. And, You're and, oh, amazing stories. Wow. Being shipwrecked and phenomenal stuff. Wow. Um, living through storms and squalls and um, crazy, crazy yeah. events in the Pacific and, and the like. Because I went on one of those tour ships when the surf was when the swell was pretty big, right? And it didn't leave Sydney Harbour, right? But we did go all the way out to sort of Bradley's Head, Dobroyd Point, and it wasn't much fun. No. Like I, I love, I can be out in, in the sea, or, mm. so I can imagine that. Oh, he was uh, he was quite the remarkable man, my grandfather. Yeah. Uh, wow, uh, man. And he uh, he he was Danish. Mm. Uh, interesting fact: um, he could do a chin up, a single arm chin up, at about age sixty or seventy, off the clothesline. Wow! With a single arm, oh. uh, as an older man. You well, know, was, that explains strong, why he looks strong. like a machine. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 he was strong, yeah, 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 climbing yeah. rigging yeah, all his life, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then working <coughs> wow. working the land and that sort of thing. Sure. Um, oh, wow. So uh, the family out of Denmark. His brother ended up being funnily. Here's a strange little fact. His brother, uh, Jens, ended up in America. And uh, so my grandfather, John, came to Australia. Jens went to America. And he ended up, we think, being the father to Norma Jean Mortensen. Oh, wow. Uh, Norma Jean Mortensen became Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's the family story. And that's been the story in the family since... She wow. was a film star. Wow. Um, wow. So interesting. That, and interesting there, fact. there's another question answered. How are you so good looking? You know? Yeah. And, and all of these questions are getting answered today, baby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why I wear a blonde wig and yeah. stand yeah. over a... 
And that That's dress you've got on today is wonderful. Thanks. It's, it's very form-fitting. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah, so look, it was a really good trip. We ended up in Melbourne. We went to St Kilda Festival uh, yeah. on Sunday. That was, a, that was a big festival in Melbourne in the streets of St Kilda. Uh, very festive, live bands, music, food. Oh, wonderful. Fantastic. Wow. Uh, <coughs> gelato. Uh, everyone wonderful. in good spirits. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then saw my family, played some rummy tiles. Oh, wow. Won a few okay. games, lost a few games, yeah. you know, that sort of thing, and then Fantastic. made our way back up yesterday. Told a few good. lies along the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's wonderful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, good, a really good trip. April had yeah. a lovely time. She had a lovely time, um, and we, oh, look, yeah, it was it was very relaxing. Yeah. Not so much when we were with my dad. As soon as we arrived, you had five jobs for us to line <laughs> up, ready to go. Uh, you know, five, ten jobs. You know, for the for the trip, and uh, so we did those. And uh, yeah, look, it was it was really good. We're back here now. We're back into the swing of things. Yeah. I'm, I'm here at the show. And yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's always wonderful to have you. We we do love having you, don't we, buddy? It's, oh, um, absolutely. Oh, I love having you. It's terrific. Um, I think we we make a good trio. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, and when Christian comes along, we do work as a team. We just do it his way. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Now yeah. stick to the script. Okay. Yes. Now listen. Yes. Before we kick start into things, we've got. Uh, I, I threw it out there to to you, Bodie, for uh, some topics to talk about today. Um, and I know you've got a couple of poems. So I thought we might sort of kick off with one of those poems. But um, you came back to me with anger management, emotional regulation, and what was the third impulse one? Control. Impo- impulse control. Mm-hmm. Which. Mm. Are so uh, so real to me, really, because mm. there are so many areas in my life where I have to put myself into check. Of course, yeah. my yeah. patience isn't as good as perhaps you two blokes, and I, and this is where I get to learn a bit. So I'd love to hear what we've got for today's show. But do you want to you want to kick us off with one of the poems? And yeah, I will because it's um, it's a, a story about a dog that uh, came to me, um, and I was eighteen when I got this dog. And it was part of my life. Um, but it reads to impulse control because I was 18 and um, very young. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit of a, a different poem than the other one that I've written because um, it's slightly humorous and slightly sort of um, uh, a description of my instinctual life uh, back okay. then where I had very little impulse control. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, so this, you're saying there's a chance for me then? If there's a chance for you then, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the, the poem's title is Stiffy. Okay, that was his name? That was the name of the dog. Right. Okay, okay good. <coughs> Cobbled from a coupling, a bastard hound, his splayed broad paws and long, slow, swayed back was a giveaway. His lush black and white coat with a border collie face, ears and eyes alert for, to herding, completed his gene pool. I called him Stiffy, taking me years to figure out why that became his moniker. I met Stephanie, drop-dead gorgeous. I wagged for days, hung around sniffing the breeze on my best behaviour to impress. She told me there was someone else, said she liked me, a compliment that stiffed my chances. The dog came into my arms, can't remember the context, the blur of rejection screwed my memory. I thought of Bozo, Bonza or Scruff, but Stiffy's impertinence suited my circumstance. He was a corker, cheeky as, a dog bunting the ball back into your arms. Hours wild away with Stiffy while pining for Steffi. I flirted with the tykes looking for consolation, 
Stiffy pooped on the carpet in the friary meeting hall. The Franciscans were all for throwing him out, reminding them their founder had a thing for furred and feathered friends. <laughs> Two years later, Stiffy, the last I spied him, a cat was chasing him across the school quadrangle. Never saw him again. I thought, he thought, a big shame for running. Now I know, having settled on another wifely girl, Stiffy was moving on. The cat was incidental. The wildness and adventures of my youth, now moribund, was a disillusion. <laughs> Stiffy wanted more. So did I, but that is another story, biding its time. <laughs> wow. uh, what a great portrait. <laughs> <laughs> it is, that's excellent. That, we're, we're, what a great portrait. What a great portrait. Jeez, you really painted an excellent picture there, man. Yeah, I can just, I'm just picturing the Kudos, Bogues, that, that time in your life. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't seem to have a worry in the world. I just yeah. said whatever came out of my yeah. mouth. Um, uh, I, I just, I was like a colossus striding the sort of kind of the world around me um, and anything that I was interested in just grabbed me, you know, and Stephanie was one of those women who I just sort of fell over. I mean, mm. her, her beauty um, threw me, uh, uh, borrowing a line from uh, Hallelujah. I was yeah. overthrown, you know, um, and uh, unfortunately it never came to... But um, um, that kind of uh, instinctive response of your body to everything that was around you, yeah. um, too, was uh, an extraordinary sort of kind of experience, yeah. you know, and um, it's not that I was reaping a harvest, um, but the desire was sort of paramount, and, mm. um, and the dog was amazing. I mean, it, uh, so just just to clarify, there was actually a dog. It wasn't yeah. just a stiffy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there were. <laughs> exactly, uh, it was a dog. It wasn't just a metaphoric do, dog, was it? I do have that. No, it's not symbolic. There was a real dog. Um, <laughs> okay. I have right, okay. Because otherwise I'm not going to comment on it. It is, a, it is a men's mental health show, and sometimes no, we do yes. to, to those yes. levels. Um, and look, uh, um, he was a beautiful animal, and people yeah. always wanted to buy him off me and that sort of stuff, so I had to hold him close close to me. But he, he swayed uh, because of his basset. He was low, the, yeah. the, the paws, but he, he was bought a collie to look at so, yeah. um, in terms wow. of colouring. Mm. So, and he was smart as. I mean, he... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he well, was incredibly intelligent dog, both, yeah, very both those breeds. Yeah, 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 and both. Oh, there we go. Um, but I, you know, he was a part of my life for that moment, and it was for two years. And when he moved on, um, people said, "Oh, you got to put up signage." And I sort of, um, I was just in another headspace. I mean, it felt like he he needed something else, yeah, and yeah. he was such an attractive animal that I'm yeah. sure he found another home. He, you know, he wouldn't have got run over. Um, um, so um, he departed out of my life, but I've never forgotten him. You know, what I mean, mm. it, um, just, uh, it's um, wonderful how animals or pets can have such a huge impact on your life for yes. so yeah. many reasons, and they almost, or as, as Christian would say, portray, or, or they almost they signify certain changes. Absolutely, that yeah, that's the right. signpost to your life. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that um, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. and. Mm. and um, you know, I'm a great believer in uh, pet um, therapy and, yeah, and, yeah, it's, and, yeah. and birds or, you know, whatever animal that yeah, actually sort sure. of kind of works for you. Um, as, um, because I think we come out of, if we think about where we came from, we, do, uh, we owe a lot, a lot to the animal world in terms of our evolutionary history. And, um, you know, I think there's a tremendous consolation um, in... Uh, in um, but Stiffy was... Um, 
Yeah, the poem is a play on my arousal, my response to Stephanie, my disappointments, um, the endless yearning to be met physically by another uh, a person, and the power of um, um, sex and lovemaking and, and um, you know, a sense of one's um, enjoyment of sort of mm. the pleasures of life, mm. um, you know, was a powerful sort of kind of part of my, um, you know, my becoming. Yeah, becoming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost, yeah. So yeah. the poem yeah. reads reads to that in a sort of wry um, sort of kind of way. But um, mm. um, what a powerful time. But I had to learn, if you like, about emotional regulation later on because it mm. took took a long time to actually sort of get my head around what that kind of meant. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. And I, and I know now that we talk about emotional regulation strategies for children, young children of school age or even younger, trying to get them to understand consequences, all that sort of stuff, to actually know about triggers, um, you know, what fires them up and that sort of stuff. So we're sort of entering into a sort of an understanding that at, at some level we can't let it all hang out um, yeah. and think that we're actually going to you know, get by in life. Um, mm. So there is a requirement for some what I call cultural conditioning yeah. Um, and the parents do it in the first instance, and then um, your, your friends do, yeah. and then your yeah. school teachers do, yeah. um, and then with luck, hopefully, by the time you're an adult, mm. you've got some capacity mm. to recognise what's productive and what's not productive. Yeah. And if you haven't, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Today's modern world, you're in trouble. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's and it just happens so fast too, isn't it? You know, it's over a very short period of time, really, when you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I see my son's sort of going in that transitional stage at the moment. You know, mm. Mm. Yeah. is it is it uh, sort of having emotions? Is that what sets us apart? Complex emotions from the rest of the the animal kingdom per se. Like, I'm wondering what is what is the uh, evolutionary advantage well, of having I emotions? Mean, that's that's a great question. That's a fantastic man. question. I mean, what I want to throw up for the three of us is how have we navigated that area, that reality of impulse control? Emotional regulation, anger management—you know what? Ha, what's our personal story in having to mm, in come with to great difficulty? <laughs> um, but you asked the question: What is the evolutionary uh, advantage of, mm. if you like, of an emotional capacity? Well, for pair bonding and for extended family and community mm. Um, mm. Uh, to cultivate, um, say, compassion um, or an awareness of the other—what mm. they call a theory mm. of mind. If, if you, um, you have to know that the other person in your life or in front of you also has a feeling capacity, um, has, is a human being. Um, and if you hold that, then you open to that idea of hearing what they're on about yeah. and sharing something. So it becomes sure. reciprocal. Yeah. So that, yeah. so that um, emotional attachment, if you like, um, uh, it, it assists us in, in surviving together mm. to actually instinctively mm, reach out for others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because so we're, we're tribal beings. None yeah, of us yeah, really yeah. exist in yeah. isolation. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the other thing that's really interesting about an emotional response is that, um, and I've seen this now in controlled situations around um, um, CAT scans and all those sorts of very interesting sort of methods I've got nowadays to watch blood flow. Oh. But what they can see is that um, when a person is looking at a potential decision, it's the strength of the blood flow registering emotion that determines whether or not um, how powerfully they'll engage with the, de the decision they're considering. Mm. So one of the functions of an emotional response um, is to um, flood the body with a preparation 
um, and the mind, all your faculties, to engage with the decision that you're uh, considering. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so Damasio, who was a neuroscientist, mm -hmm. was one of the first to actually write about um, uh, the emotional response of the first discharge that occurs in the brain right. before one cognitively expresses a, a, um, a, a, an idea mm. um, or says, mm. I'm going to do that. Yeah? Right. right. And um, if we don't have that, uh, I mean, because we can um, uh, imagine, um, uh, um, use our imaginative faculties um, about a future orientation, mm. um, which has an emotional co uh, component to it, um, I want to do that, you know what I mean? It's like you're engaging. Yeah. Um, that, that's our evolutionary advantage. Yes. Yeah. We can <coughs> cling to a, I want to do that. Yeah. yeah it really okay. speaks yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, right. Whether it's a new study or, or mm, you know, whatever wow. it mm. might be. Mm. So that's, that's, it's almost like it's a, it's a uniting sort of um, uh, glue. Now, uh, this guy, Ian McGilchrist, if any of you are listening, readers, yeah. There's a book that he wrote, uh, the, the Master and the Emissary. It was one of his first books. Mm -hmm. And the second one is a two-volume, The Matter with Things. And he's been examining all the literature on the left hemisphere yeah. and the right hemisphere of the brain. Right. And we know that the brain is joined by the mm -hmm. corpus callosum. The, 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 sure. So the two hemispheres theoretically should talk to each other. So his central thesis or argument is that um, in a modern um, secular world, we're starting to privilege the left hemisphere um, over the right hemisphere. Yeah. Now, what that is causing is a, an over-focus on the one thing and um, an inability to hold the bigger picture of, of the vision, which is right hemisphere function. So, right. so uh, poetry, religion, language, joining, attachment, all those things are right hemisphere dominant. The left hemisphere is uh, analysis, breaking things down into steps, um, and doing a very um, close examination of the one thing and naming it, um, differentiating it. Um, right. But people can get stuck in the one thing and forget the big picture. So you're mm. talking about creative side in layman's terms, sort of like yeah, the yeah, creative yeah. side or the artistic side yes, of the brain, yes, all as that opposed sort of stuff. to the side that is uh, Analytic, formatted. rational, uh, rational yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. discriminatory, yeah. Um, and, and examining... Um, Isn't that interesting? It, is, it yeah. is very interesting. And that's Ian, Ian Gilchrist, you're saying? Yeah. Or Ian, McGilchrist? Ian McGilchrist. McGilchrist, yeah. I've heard you mention him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, because no, you were, the previous show stuff. you were on, you were talking... We were talking about the left <coughs> frontal lobe and, and... Yeah, we were talking about the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala it, yeah. and emotion, yeah. emotional regulation and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I Actually, I was just thinking, well, what I said just a moment ago about... Uh, Emotion set us apart from the rest of the uh, the animal kingdom. I, I'm very, I think I'm very much wrong there because um, I guess uh, primate researchers who would be yeah. looking at at uh, troops of um, of the other apes yeah. uh, would say that they, you know, there's hierarchical structures within those within those societies, and uh, they they those uh, creatures do display emotional responses to each other. Uh. Uh, and yes. they do work together. Yeah. They hunt. They hunt together. Yeah. They groom each other. Yeah. They look after each other's young. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, like, where is it that? How is it that we've developed these emotional responses uh, uh, by comparison to, let's say, like an invertebrate or something like yeah, that? Okay. okay. Yes. Um, and I think it because uh, I mean I, I'm no expert on this, but my instinctive response is to say that uh, we are a community of individuals who work together and have survived and persisted yeah. through the catastrophes of the past because we are stronger 
as uh, working together as a team mm. than mm. we are as individuals, where we can hunt together, we can look after each other's young, uh, we can nurture each other in both young and old. Uh, yeah. And this has given rise uh, in part to emotional responses. And as you say, uh, it allows us to uh, negotiate like an instinctive response to something and then be able to take action yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah. to give focus, yeah. uh, which could be anything from you know, working together to collect food yeah. uh, to uh, carrying someone who is injured, yes. mm. Um, mm. that sort of thing. So, mm. yes. And then that has become progressively more and more complex yes. yeah. as we yeah. have evolved. One of the kind of interesting um, anthropological things that Margaret Mead uh, uh, sort of discovered um, and it really coloured her thinking um, was that we buried our dead. Um, and um, she said that that was a, a significance because if, if, if a person who's alive um, um, and, they, and their utility is only in their aliveness, um, then we wouldn't bury our dead, we'd just leave them where they fall. Mm. Um, but the fact that we could mourn um, and honour um, the departed um, indicated um, the, the strength of those bonds, even when the person's uh, life was force was no longer present. That that was the sort of a first cultural um, uh, uh, point of our cultural growth, right. our recognition of preservation and uh, and of honouring um, uh, our ancestors, yeah. if mm. you like. So um, I think that's kind of what uh, the other thing that's really interesting um, is learning how to delay gratification. Um, mm. Now, what that means, uh, gratification, means um, that somebody offers you a lolly and says something like, um, if you wait five minutes, I'll give you two rather than one, mm. and you go, yeah, that sounds great, um, you've delayed the gratification. Mm. So for a child, that's quite difficult, and mm. there's tests, mm. obviously, mm. To, to see whether or not a child's got a sufficient capacity yeah, to, to, wait to delay. Yeah, they yeah. just take the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. Um, and, and I think that, that the building a future requires um, a delay in our gratification. Mm. You ha we have to step back or create a series of steps to achieve a goal, mm. which, all, which requires an investment in resources, yeah. whether it's emotional resources, intellectual yes. Yes. resources, or actually um, or building resources, for example. Um, and that d um, uh, allowance for um, the emergence of a result um, is also um, part of our difference from, uh, from animals. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not to deny that birds can build a nest and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, um, so there's no hard and fast rules on this. Mm. I mean, the, it, it's very interesting to see um, do animals have an emotional response. And I can see my dog smile at me um, mm. if she hasn't seen me for a while. Mm. So yeah. there seems to be some emotional response. Of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, there's definitely emotional responses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 yeah 100%, yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. I guess so we've got future planning, you know, that yeah. we, uh, we, can we can project uh, an idea into the future. Yes. And yes. we have an understanding and put together a plan about how to achieve that. Absolutely. Um, which is also about emotional regulation as well in yes. terms of uh, rather than just sort of uh, having a purely sort of flash-in-the-pan instinctive reaction to something and, and throwing an idea out or because it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's frustrating, for example, mm. to learn a skill 
uh, a new skill yeah, yeah, and you know and just like oh, I'm not going to do this yeah yeah, yeah 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 sure and then yeah, you know yeah. you you smash the badminton racket you know yeah. the uh, what, what was well, the, the, the battle, battle door, door. The battle you door. smash the battle door uh, <laughs> you know because you know you you, you shit at the game in, yeah. in the first instance yeah. Yeah. but uh, instead no we we uh, we practice and uh, and yeah. we uh, become we yeah. acquire skill yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, terrific points gentlemen yeah, yeah. It's an interesting discussion this morning. I, I mean, there's a young man I've been working with. Um, well, he's he's uh, 28, um, second bub on the way. Um, he's just recently um, uh, working on some grief issues. He lost his mum and dad um, quite closely together um, four years ago. So it's been a big, big grief journey. Um, and uh, to an extent, he's suspended um, his continued development, you know, his interest in sort of kind of growing himself up. And so, um, in the grief response, he's been kind of kind of stuck, mm. and the relationship um, has sort of take um, you know got got complicated, and um, he was starting to sort of think about withdrawing and walking away from it. But he started to um, uh, come through the grief journey, um, and start starting to create a new interest in living again. Oh wow! Yeah, right. And um, and. Um, what's you know as, as a result of that he's listening to podcasts he's reading books he's informing himself about how to look after himself after look after his two children look after the wife um, look after their future and so he's re-embarked if you like on a journey so what he used to do when he was so flat um, was just watch mindless TV um, didn't really communicate with his partner mm. um, used um, his drug of choice I think it was alcohol. Um, and he basically was in stasis. Mm. Um, and so there was no capacity on his part mm. to analyse um, his stuckness. It was just in it. Mm. Mm. And, and I think what impulse control and emotional regulation, what it helps us to do is to get a handle on what's going on for us more quickly than otherwise. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Um, so we look at, so what's going on? Is this working for me? Yeah. I'm in this stuck place. What can I do to free myself up, if you like? Which is all about recovery and a restoration of one's normal interest in being in the world. Um, and and uh, you know, it's just so lovely to hear his excitement at coming back. Yeah. Um, now that's what yeah. grief and loss does. With you, uh, you know, when you lose yeah. um, your folks very close together mm. at, at a relatively young age for him. You know, he's uh, late twenties. Oh, absolutely. Um, so. Um, I don't think it'd be easy at any age, really. I mean, no, I, no, I, I could not. see the big hole that I, I look yeah. at Christian and uh, that had see how close he is with his father, although, you know, his father drives him mad. You can see that at times, but that's nothing but love, yes. you know. Yeah. And, yeah. But that yeah. It, it's a tough thing to come out of, to lose both in a such short yeah, time yeah, frame. Yeah, abso ab absolutely. And I, can, and I hear everything you're saying because I've felt that. I've been there. I've been yeah, stuck. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been in that, you know, that rumination of... of things just around and around where am I going to get out of this vicious circle and one of the things that was really interesting was to actually sit in the grieving in a new way than the way that he was working with it which was to um, distract himself by going into mindless sort of stuff so we've had a very rich immersion in who so was, what, when who he's was treated or something when, or when, that, when it brings up that sadness you're saying and then and you're saying yeah, sit in it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. so his strategy was to distract himself. Ah, okay. Yep. Right. Sorry, so, so yeah. in the work that we've been doing together, um, uh, we've been sitting squarely in. The, so, who was your mum? Yeah. Who was she to you? 
what, what, what are you missing? Um, um, uh, tell me about your father. Um, you know, all that sort of immersion. So for me, that what would has almost he lost? Feel like, it, that would almost feel like putting yourself through the pain. If Absolutely. you're sitting in it. Absolutely. So for me, that'd be like, well, I've broken this fingernail. I might as well rip the rest of it off, you yeah. know, because I've got to sit in this pain now. I'm not saying that's what you're saying to him. You have to do this. But yeah, you know, you, you put yourself yeah. in that pain yeah. and you feel something and you go, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to really feel this now. Let yeah. this, there's one thing wow, I said to him. Powerful. I said, where, where, where is your mum and you right now? Yeah. She's gone. Right. Yeah, but you have a whole lot of memories of her. Yeah. So in what part of your body uh, would you locate your mum if, you, um, if you were thinking about where she is? And, you, um, yeah. and he said to me later on, uh, three or four sessions back, that blew me away when you said that, yeah. that I could have a sense of my mother ongoingly. Yeah. Because I um, and uh, yeah, that that the shift started to happen from that yeah. point on. And and is, mm. isn't that power? That is so powerful, man. Like that's mm. and it would have blown me away. It's, that's yeah. wonderful yeah. because it's not just a memory. You know, memories are, are wonderful things, but it's a feeling. It's yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. a sense of aliveness. It's yeah. of real. Yeah, mm, very Sorry, much. Yeah, no, very much that uh, and. Uh, you know the idea too that our memories and emotions awesome. are contained not in within our brains, as uh, but as well as within our body, within yes, the, yeah. within the very fibres of our muscles yeah, and yeah, things yeah, like a- that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I remember just as an aside, um, I used to do uh, theatre uh, when I was in my student days back in Melbourne, and we did a lot of theatre. And in the theatre warm-ups, one of the th- one of the things we used to do, we used to do a lot of stretching, and you know you limber up your voice and you do things right. like that and you do some improvi- improvisation exercises right. with the other actors uh, but in warming up your body the idea was that you could then access the emotional responses yeah. uh, better yes. and that you could bring those to, to bear on your performance uh, with having a limber body you could have a limber mind um, and that then you could the performance that you would have in which was very much in real time in front of an audience uh, and although it was rehearsed, every yeah. performance was there. It was live, and you needed to be able to have uh, those emotional responses ready to bring to the character. Wow. Um, so, and that was sort of, and then that sort of ties into this idea too that of the um, of the holographic universe, uh, the idea that um, the 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 pattern of everything is contained within just the small sum of the uh, that the sum of the parts is also within. Uh, the very um, the smallest of the parts. Oh, I love that. So it's that making you, me shiver. So that yeah. you can take uh, awesome, the idea of a hologram. Man. If you have a holographic picture, uh, is that you can so which has projects an image that you can break that picture into into pieces, and that each of those pieces contains the entirety of the whole. Oh, wow. And yeah. you can project the entire image through just through that little piece of the yeah. holographic uh, wow. image. So huh. that uh, and so things are replicated. On uh, not just sort of uh, just uh, our characters are not just within our brains, uh, our emotional responses are not just within our brains, but within the with at a cellular level, uh, is we are contained and diluted through everything that that, that we are. Um, something along those lines, you know, that, and that then falls into the idea of uh, what happens when uh, people give do organ transplants. Okay, mm-hmm. And then you take mm-hmm. on uh, heart, some somebody yes. else's heart. 
and then you suddenly find yourself there's something within your character that's changed which aligns itself with the, with the donor yeah. 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 there's you know yeah. a, a like a dislike a passion a new passion for something yeah. something along those lines wow. um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of the holographic Powerful, universe so we talked about emotional regulation and we're, we're, we're getting into impulse control yeah I want to talk about something now which is, you know, like I want to share something with you. I shared with Christian yesterday, actually. Um, maybe we can talk a bit about this in Towards the Anger Management because mm-hmm. I was sitting down having dinner with my daughter, Charlize, last night, beautiful Charlize, and she went for a walk down to the Cataract Falls and um, she's down there and a gentleman is down there and he sees her and decides to take his clothes off. Mm. Red flags. Yeah, right away down there. And then after he takes his clothes off, he says, you don't mind if I have a dip? And Charlize is just stunned. She said, well, I, I kind of do. Um, you know, she's down there to get into the moment and do her meditation and write about her diary. And anyway, cut a long story short. I won't go into too much detail. And she comes home and she tells me that my first emotion is one of anger, mm. you know? Mm. And, and and protection, uh, mm. you know, of of my daughter, and I, I want to go down there. Mm-hmm. And and the funny thing is, right, a mate of mine, Max, right, he's probably of any of my mates the most level sort of. He's a pretty chill sort of a dude, Max. And I tell Max, and Max Max says, right, we're going down there this afternoon. We're going to bash his head in or something, you know. <laughs> and I said, I said Max, I, I said Max, that's the last thing I ever expected to come you. He goes, well, I'd do that for my daughter, you know. Mm. And he, he he never meant what he said, but you know, he was really quite shocked that because he's been living in Lawson for a long time to have something like that happen. So I was quite chuffed with myself with my regulation of my mm. anger yesterday, and instead of expressing that anger and saying all the things that I wanted to do, I started to ask Charlize how it made her feel. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's really... What a shift, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that, it was. That, that yeah. you don't allow your anger to become the main, uh, the main topic or the main, the yeah. main response. Mm. Um, and that, uh, but you, you turn to her and say, how was that for you, yeah. Yeah. Charlize? And I think in the past, particularly when I was in the marriage, um, I would have been like that. And... And it certainly did no favours for anybody, let alone myself. Um, although I do think she, she, I mean, I made it known I wasn't happy. Um, and I think she, she, she liked that. She, you know, she warmed to the part that I wasn't happy. But I also yeah. think she warmed to the part where I gave her the platform of, yeah. of saying, well, I, you know, because she's a pretty street sort of smart kid, you know. Like yeah. she's, I shouldn't call her a kid because she's not. But, you know, she's intelligent. Um, she's strong. Um, but... You know, it's a bit scary when you're down there because it's just the area where you got no phone reception. No one. Look, yeah. absolutely. And if something had happened, mm. um, you know, the person had um, uh, escalated something mm. um, in her direction. I mean, that's a different response, yeah, again, that's wouldn't right. it? Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100%. So, because um, sometimes anger, um, you know, when, when there's a threat to uh, tribe, children, community, mm. um, that anger is necessary. Yeah. Uh, um, to to draw upon that energy, and in terms of actually. You know, pushing back against the threat, whatever yeah. that is. Mm. Um, I guess the, the the anger that is complicated is when you're driven by your own needs mm. Um, mm. Um, that predominate over the needs of others, yeah. um, so that you uh, you disconnect from 
um, the person that you're with or the kid yeah. or in the community. Um, mm. So it's just you, and you know, um, and then that need to regulate that yeah. is really important. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm a great believer that um, anger, um, uh, collective anger, appropriately can actually lead to some very significant changes of improving yeah. the situation. Yeah. So not all anger that has to be extinguished. Um, mm. But I think one has to learn to differentiate between certain types of anger right. um, in order to be able to uh, develop more control um, over a situation and to act appropriately. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. distinguish so not, between yeah. different types of threats yeah. 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 as yeah, well, absolutely. you know, because not all threats are uh, life and limb. No. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And, you know, and there will be times when, uh, you know, a display of anger might be necessary, uh, you know, which might lead you to action. And that doesn't necessarily mean confrontation. That could mean something very defensive. And that could mean fleeing, for example. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that would be an important lesson for Charlize is mm. to know when, when to, to leave. When to leave. When yeah. to leave. Yeah. Uh, when is this unsafe? Yeah. Uh, because for her to, um, you know, confront that man uh, with anger, yeah. now that, that, that could play out in a few different ways. Well, it could, 100%. Uh, you know, and you mm. can foresee that, you know, well, maybe he, he might respond to that and just yeah. apologise. Mm. Uh, or, you know, he might become angry himself. Mm. Um, well, you don't know what he's capable of. You don't know what this, mm. you know. Yeah. And he, everything, realistically, you know, on the balance of probabilities, I'm sure will be fine. But, um, but there have been plenty of circumstances where, you know, where we've faced a threat and we've become angry, it's escalated, mm. and the next thing you know, it's someone's mortally injured. Yes, yes. Um, so it's 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 knowing. So what I'm getting from this is, first and foremost, not all anger is bad, mm. is it? No, you know, no, not it's, necessarily. It's, it's 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 important that we do feel anger, isn't it? Because some so many times, I guess, uh, we're seen as particularly young men. If they get angry, they can't control their anger. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess what uh, the message that I want to sort of get out there to, to young blokes, I mean, you guys will agree with this, is that not all anger is bad, it's how we act upon that anger. Is that right? Is that uh, I would agree. Or? I would agree. Uh, and anger can be, and um, uh, I, I, look, it, de- it depends where, where that anger is being focused. Um, for people who are quite, for example, neurotic uh, and who uh, there's a, a, a lack of yeah. trust yeah. Uh, in the world uh, and who are quite defensive and perhaps who can see the machinations uh, in people's actions as being, um, trying to be, if you're going to get sort of taken advantage of, yeah, for yeah, example. Yeah, like yeah, there are plenty yeah. of people who will try yeah. to take advantage of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, sure. And unless you can muster uh, some sense of anger around that, uh, then, you know, you can be taken advantage of in the, in the That's world. That's interesting because he sort of, like when he talks about that, you know, uh, if you're uh, like oversensitive or, or, or you know reactive or or if you feel that those that have been taken about immediately i'm thinking of three different people yes that okay. that, that where i see that in them and mm. one of them myself as well but you know what i mean mm. you know, no i'm the i'm the opposite i'm, I'm quite calm right and uh, i mean of course I've, I've had moments of anger for sure <laughs> but i have a tendency towards being taken advantage of ah Right, where somebody can uh, take advantage of me and then sell it to me like uh, it's actually good for good. me, yeah. and yeah. Um, I'll yeah. I'll wear that, and right. then it's only later that I realise actually that went too far, and I should have put a stop to that, and it's, yes. it's something, and uh, I needed to have been more cautious. Yeah, that's, that's um, interesting. Yeah. Like a pyramid sale or something, even. Yeah, you know, or, you know like um, you know, look, 
I'm, I'm thinking of a few people in my, in yeah. my, in my life uh, who, who have taken advantage of me and I've just kind of avoided conflict, uh, have just, have yeah. just tried to pacify it and have just sort of tried to accept what is going on when really I needed to have put my foot down. See, I'm, I'm like that. So I'll do anything to avoid conflict. But if, if, if something comes up that really ticks me, then I'm straight to conflict. Mm. I don't have that centre ground. Well, I'm, I guess I, I, I'm slowly getting there. Like from the age of 40, I'm developing that skill. But, you know, like the issue I had with the chap up the road and, you know, and he came around and owed me money, I just mm. flipped. Yeah. And me, yeah. he started saying the things he was saying. I thought, this isn't right. Mm. And he was a bully. And yeah. I stood up to that bully, but, yeah. but I went over, to, I went too far. Yes. I mean, I didn't assault the man or anything, mm. don't get me wrong. Mm. But you know what I mean? There's that, that medium ground where I guess that impulse control needs to sort of step in that comes and regulate. Time. Yeah. That, that, I think that's just that's learning le- life's lessons. That's mm, the acquisition absolutely. of wisdom. Absolutely. Yeah. And knowing how to act and when to act, where to regulate that, where, yeah. where, how to best progress in, in that yeah. situation. Sure. Uh, where two different uh, people with two different uh, ideas and two different uh, goals have met mm. and are at odds mm. and how to best negotiate that. I think what we're saying, listeners, yeah, is that... Um, um, know your triggers. So, what what is it that fires you up, um, and review your response in the light of a trigger activation. Yeah. So, uh, how did that go? Did that result in a good outcome for both of us, um, or have I screwed my situation yes. um, by ha- by having an assault charge pressed against me? Yeah. So you got to you got to you got to review the evidence. Yeah. You do um, all that but you also need to know your triggers beforehand. Yes. Um, and then you can self-regulate. Yeah. Okay. But if you don't know what your triggers are, um, you're blindly responding uh, or reacting, um, inevitably they'll lead to an escalation. It'll go too far. Yeah. So um, you have to engage the frontal lobe in order to be able to uh, uh, think your way through the situation um, and know the limits, how far am I prepared to go. Mm. Um, uh, Otherwise, you become at a disadvantage. Mm. If you have no longer a capacity to monitor and to explore consequences then you're just driven by pure instinct and pure yes. and pure feeling, yeah. um, and that will actually go badly all the time. Yeah. So, so this is kind of what they call growing up or, or reg- regulating yourself, so yeah. that you yeah. have a, a notion of of um, in each moment of how is this going, and mm. do I need to pull back or do I need to um, maintain? What boundaries do I need to actually maintain? Yeah, um, yeah. and um, to, uh, to to get a, a positive result or a good result. So that I'm no longer compromised by the action that I took, that then is a further complication down the track. Mm. So we're undertaking training, aren't we? We're we're training the mind, is what we're doing. It is training. It is absolutely training. Uh, Like uh, in anything that we have to learn, uh, for example, training like in a martial arts, we're not only training the body, we're training the mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're training how to react in certain situations. Uh, We're training ourselves, we're projecting. a situation and uh, we're attempting to negotiate that in our mind and and practice it before we have to engage with it in an actual sense and then um, yeah by training the mind strengthening the executive functions of the brain 
mm. uh, so that we can regulate. We talked about this regulating the amygdala, the uh, the yeah, instinctive yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fire, uh, fight, fight or flight yeah. uh, component of the of very much the, the primitive mind. Yeah. And uh, every and job you'd go to, I beg your pardon, Christian, every job you'd go to as a paramedic, you'd be pretty much every job the applying well, Most we of are, these skills, you? We are, well, yes, and, it, and that once again comes down to training. Yeah. You know, and like all complex things, we need to train for them, yeah. life being the most complex of all. <laughs> so learning those life lessons, as you say, about uh, regulating m- yeah. emotion so that we're not yeah. just purely instinctive, yeah. uh, so that we have a measured response to things. And what's really interesting, uh, if you accept the premise that I'm under training, I'm going, I've got to train my own faculties... You accept that premise um, when you get a win because you've um, uh, entered into a training and you've entered into an, a consideration of the facts. Yeah, um, that that is good for your mental health. Yeah, if you get a success mm. where you've modified an old response and become more skillful in managing a difficult mm. situation that blew up out of hand before, that gain um, is now a skill in your toolkit that can never be taken away from you. True. And, you, and you, you increase your training because of the successes. Yeah. Of, um, and the self-valuing that comes out of growth um, is an adaptive response and an evolutionary response yeah. to actually become even more skillful. Wow. So in the end, you become the master or the mistress yeah. of your own faculties. True. And even if you're, and in that training mm. where, you, uh, where you make a mistake, some of the best lessons in life Absolutely. are made from mistakes. I know in paramedicine, in aviation and in life uh, in general, when I've made a mistake in, at something yeah. and where you've critically reflected on that mistake, the learnings that come from that are very uh, potent. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. really, if you're prepared to look at that, analyse yeah. it, think about it, uh, restructure a, a new approach uh, that would then have, you know, which would have avoided that mistake. Yeah, yeah. That is a massive learning yeah. that you can sort of put in your time. I, I, Gary Sims, of course, the superintendent here, the uh, Katoomba Police, a terrific man, Gaz. If you're listening, mate, g'day. Gay Manly, he's a bear supporter. <laughs> he always, always say, you know, some of the best things in life are mistakes. Yeah. And true, true optimistic Gary Sims style. Not if you're making the same ones over and over. No, no, not if you're making, <laughs> sure. the, same, if you're making the same ones over and over. Yeah. <laughs> so and, I, and, then, and as he says that, I know he's talking directly to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's true. That, 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 you know, because um, I, I talk to some of my mates, and I go, you know, I don't know. For me, I, I guess I only really started to mature as what I felt as a man from the age of 40. Between mm. 40 and 45, I felt I'd matured in those five years than I did in my entire life. Mm. And a lot of my mates tend to agree in that sense, you know. Um, and I got married young and, you know, I don't think I was really ready at the time to be married, but I sort of threw myself in there, you know. Um, and, and, and the constant mistakes that I kept making, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, you look at it now as a life. What's interesting is that idea of constant mistakes, mm. is that I think that um, the fear and anxiety that uh, is underneath anger um, um, if, if you don't know about that yeah. um, and you're just using anger to try and sort of get some control over a difficult the situation. The one emotion, the poem you wrote, yeah, one yeah, emotion. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, you, you know, then, um, then you can't step back. Mm. So the constant repeat of an old problem mm. is because you haven't understood that fear and anxiety about satisfaction or, or a perceived threat, um, you, that uh, 
that you need to sit into that sort of right. stuff. So it, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say? Because and, and I'm I interrupted. I'm rudely. Mm. I beg your pardon, Bodie. I get a lot of people that call me often, and there is, you know, for example, chatting to one of the guys here at the radio station. Um, he's always angry, my son. And he, oh, my dad's angry, or whatever. It and you know, there was a wonderful poem you wrote called "The One Emotion." Imagine going through your life living with that one emotion, and and it and it tends to be when we don't have or or, or afraid of living those skills that we're talking about, or becoming vulnerable and feeling what's underneath that anger. Um, but that's our only thing of how we defend ourselves as a man or as a boy. What would you say to a parent today that is always saying, oh, my son, he's angry. I can't talk to him. He's constantly angry. I'm scared of it. Yeah. Well, it depends on the severity of the sort of energy coming from the young person um, towards you as to, as to what and response. And your view at a moment too, Christian, yeah. As to how you might respond to that. So you've got to think about safety, safety of the child and safety of the parent. Um, but but I'll, I'll, I'll just keep coming back um, with someone who's angry and saying... Um, I'll be looking at triggers. Yeah, well, tri- mm. uh, absolutely triggers, but I'd say something like, um, um, you're coming across really angry and um, I can't hear what's really going on for you. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm inviting you to step away from anger and tell me what's really going on. Yeah. Um, um, so it, it, if a child is captured by their anger... Um, yeah, that's got to be addressed. Yeah, and and yeah. I think I think um, as an as an, as a parent, you've got to sit in. So, what might be going on for this child? You have yeah. to. If if you've got a connection, most parents tell me we've done a lot of work together. I kind of know what might be going on for my child. Yeah. So I might say something like, "So what's happening at school? Or right. what's happening with uh, you know? Is there any bullying going on? Or yeah. you know, I mean, so, sort of." read to the child you've got to know your child but don't hit it off with anger against the anger that's absolutely often, often the case yeah, no, yeah. dropping anger on top of it was just that's another escalation yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's a very good question I don't really have a sort of kind of true and tried response no but I hear what you're saying you're taking away the, 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 the emotion of the anger and looking at what the problem is or could yeah. be it, it, effectively what might be going on for yeah. this child right now yeah. that leads them to be so angry that's, no, that's great way. advice I, I, I think mm. What about you when you get in a situation? Because well, a lot of the time, particularly with men, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we're we're trained to de-escalate those yeah. situations as yeah. best we can, yeah. and uh, and indeed, uh, what you've just said there, Bodhi, about you know what's going on for you. Mm. Um, I, I can't hear what's going on for the anger. Um, let's have yeah. A, yeah, yeah, Can you describe it. to me what's what's behind it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, every look, everyone has different sort of opinions and experiences in the world, and. You know, when I ask somebody that question, I very much uh, try to be as open as I can and just not project my understanding of the world onto that person and then just <laughs> be able to be and open and listen to what they have to say. Yeah, right. Um, and try to be flexible and to, um, yeah, to not, uh, not be judgmental, I guess. Right. Uh, and generally people have got, uh, if they can explain what's going on, and like, for example, raising boys. I've raised two boys myself. Right. And uh, there's been times when uh, we have butted heads with yeah, each other. Yeah. And I have, and then with the mum. 
as well, you right. know, who has one idea about how to right, parent yeah. and then I have another idea about how to parent and then there's, we've got the des- what the boys want and that sort of thing. Yeah. And that can be very difficult to negotiate. Yeah. Uh, sure. So I've sort of tried to be very much uh, as open-minded as I can about these things and as long as I've set ground rules of, of basic safety... Uh, then, uh, then I'm prepared to be flexible and allow different things, different behaviours to occur. Different. Uh, I don't have to set hard boundaries around, for example, uh, for example, might be using like a, a electronic device. You know, like I know some parents are like, I'll only allow my children to use the device one hour a day. Right. Uh, that sort of thing. Um, now that could set up, con- that will inevitably set up some level of conflict. It's good to say, I'm not saying don't set boundaries, uh, but at the same time, sometimes we have to be flexible around these things, yeah. uh, especially when we're talking with different personalities and, and uh, there's a flare-up of tempers and things like that. So, yeah. look, so what I try to do is I'll, I'll try and um, de-escalate as best I can yeah. and I usually uh, I talk softly and right. Right. Uh, rather than meeting anger with anger. Yeah. Uh, I meet it with softness, yeah. and and then we go from there. And if none of that works, um, there's always chemical sedation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have used that in the first place. Right, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> if you're going to get angry with me, and you need to be in hospital, and you're not prepared to go, well, it's my way, the easy way, or the hard way. <laughs> the hard way is going to involve a needle. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to go to sleep. Yeah. We're, we're only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Although, wouldn't that be wonderful? Hey, look, but uh, look, that, yeah. you know, um, no, but that's, that's also, um, I mean, that, that, that is the, the nth degree. That's the, yeah. that's the most extreme example. Uh, mm. But uh, in terms of when, when someone is very, very angry and, and very, very uh, oh, escalated, yeah. uh, typically I stand back. If the police need to handle it, I'll let the police handle it. Uh, that can happen, and then they generally are very. Mm. Um, look, they. I've seen very measured responses from them as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the police up here are excellent. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen an unnecessary use of physical force. Yeah. Uh, on on somebody uh, who doesn't want to do what they want them to do, um, it's always been very very measured, and and they're, they're usually very caring <laughs> and careful with mm. people especially around mental health stuff. Yes. Uh, so, they're usually very, very careful, as are we. Yeah. So I want, I want to put a, a, an example, all right? Okay, because there's see, see someone up here that I know of that I spoke to last week, and there's also another chap down in Cranebrook that I've spoken to. He's, a, he's yeah, named Brad. He's a terrific bloke. Um, he's going through a similar, very, very similar situation, and I imagine this is a common thread. My son won't get up um, out of bed or leave his room, wants to play his games, is not really doing too good on the self-hygiene part and is putting on weight. And every time I try to talk to him, you know, slams the door in my face. It's not really... Teenage son? Yeah, yeah. So we're talking late teens, mm-hmm. both of these these gentlemen. And yeah. one chap, I'm trying to find a job for his son, but um, his son's got about the worst attitude I've come across in a long time. Mm. It's, it's hard to imagine anyone's going to employ him. Um, but you know, I think so. I guess the first thing I sort of said is to try and get get moving, get some juices flowing. Get you know, because a lot of the time, and let's let's be honest, we 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 tend to think as a parent when we see our son like that, we we'll go, oh, he's obviously depressed, right? 
let's get him to the doctor. And the first thing the doctor does is just give him some antidepressants, um, which really, they, they may help in a sense, but they're not going to get him up and out and moving, are they? They're going to make him maybe feel a little bit better, maybe sleep a little bit more, whatever the case is. Yeah. It's not really doing anything for his general health in, as a rule. Um, and the third thing is, I said, he needs to be talking to someone, needs to be doing some therapy, needs to get himself in front of somebody. If he's not going to open up to you, which is probably not for the first stage of his recovery, he needs to be talking to someone on a regular basis, whether that's a psychotherapist such as Bodie or a counsellor, whoever. Is that the right advice to be giving yeah, someone? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. advice. Um, uh, um, it's like you've acknowledged that there is a problem. Um, it sounds mm. like it's been building for a long time. It's got into a place... And, and they're at um, a loss, both of these dads. And, and, and Okay. And it sounds like the son might have a... Uh, you know, his bedroom has become his fort. Yeah. Yeah. And he's mm. got his gaming uh, and internet and those mm. relationships within that network. Sure. Um, and so his world has shrunk um, substantially mm. and he's acti- acting in an isolationist kind of way. Mm, recluse, and he needs help yeah. to be able to be reclusive, absolutely. Mm. And he needs help to actually come back into relationship with his father yeah. um, and into relationship with himself um, yeah. other than the um, in, uh, in digital world that he's built up a sort of an idea. Yeah. That's my world. So it's become too narrow um, yeah, and he's in trouble. So should we play along the lines of, I guess, getting, because by saying you need to get up, you need to get out, go and do this, it's not going to work. So should we be feeding into what, and, and let's say little strengths he has as far as socialising goes by talking to these other people um, and, and, and start saying, you know, it's wonderful how you can interact with these other guys. It, it doesn't mean you can't interact with a therapist or... True. Um, I mean, I think... Um, you know what I mean? Because you just don't last... This is, this is a complex problem, yeah, right? So, yeah. And it's going to require a complex answer. And I think with these things that it's best to take a multimodal approach. So part of that might be to see a therapist, but then you're going to also need to look at other physiological factors that play into this. Diet being one of them. Okay, Okay. so what is it that the that the son is eating. Yeah. Uh, are we talking, are, we, are they having swings, for example, in blood sugar? I mean, we all are, we, at our essence, we are a, sure. a, a chemical factory, right? That, that has consciousness. Worst drug so, in the world is sugar, isn't it? So mm-hmm. uh, things like having, um, you know, high sugar, high refined carbs in your diet, right. where you're going through these oscillations in blood sugar, sure. uh, won't help regulation of, a, of, a, of emotion. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and will also lead to obesity. Sure. Yeah. And so forth. Yeah. Both, um, and I think both of these boys are, are heading well and truly towards that, if okay. not already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. one father saying he's eating himself to death. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So eating themselves to death, and then mm. you're going to need to have a look at things like actually physically getting up and moving, yeah. exercising, sure, yeah. which yeah. will help with uh, glucose regulation. Okay. Uh, and uh, improvement in body image and, you know, oxygenation and just the, a sense of well-being. And it, immediately you start to feel better when you're doing you know, those exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. So it's, you derive uh, an immense sense of well-being from yeah. getting out and moving. Um, and then, you know, you've got things like, well, I would be looking at, well, uh, I'm an advocate for acupuncture, uh, strangely enough. So... Uh, where the the chi, the the energy of the body is dysregulated and uh, can be adjusted. I know when my oldest son uh, was a a boy and he was very angry all the time. 
and we couldn't exactly work out what was going on with him and his diet was pretty good uh, he was very active but always very sort of quick to anger and we went and gave, got him some acupuncture and he got assessed by a Chinese doctor who uh, diagnosed him with an ang- what they call an angry liver yeah. he got some acupuncture we changed his diet and the change was phenomenal within a few days he had an, a lasting character change wow oh wow um, say that to so wow you know and in addition to that he ended up his neck was out um, he'd had a fall cracked his broken his teeth fallen yeah. on the on a bed frame and broke some of his teeth and his neck was out yeah. and he was just aggravated as yeah. A, um, yeah. because he's he was, was like in physical for eight pain years, man. Yeah. he was in physical pain yeah so he got a chiropractic adjustment we had uh, some acupuncture done uh, changed his diet and he was oh my god it made such a difference in, in who he was as and a if person. you're gaming if you're sitting there's every chance both of these boys are in some sort of pain for their posture yeah, reasons exactly. or spinal yeah that's right and and yeah we yeah. both know how painful so look, multi, multi-modal approach yeah um, sure. not that we're not talking just about medication uh, no. not necessarily just therapy yeah um, there needs to be obviously a shift away from from that environment from the, from the gaming yeah. and, and more a more balanced Life, sure, sure. Um, turn the power off. <laughs> Get the generator <laughs> connected. Don't pay to the, the electricity bill. <laughs> and then that's all not the gaming bad, will see. It's not a bad point, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah, it might uh, require an extreme response. Oh, look, uh, oh, look, they've so shut the power off and then blame yeah, someone else. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, me, measures. you know. See, what's interesting here that's a great point. is sometimes, um, uh, in a therape- therapeutic context. Um, the father, if he had gone to see somebody, he might say, well, don't escalate and be very careful mm. around your son. Um, and um, that, uh, for, for, for a child who's um, uh, extremely angry and is carrying weapons, it's, appropri- yeah. it's appropriate to be sort of very careful. Of course. Mm. Um, mm. But, um, you know, as a general rule of thumb, don't, don't escalate. Um, sometimes the father has to actually sort of be willing to weather the angry response of a child when you deny them, you know, right. when you pull the plug on the on the power yeah. source, yeah. Um, yeah, or or you say, you know, I'm no longer going to support your lifestyle of of being a paying guest in my home um, and living in your electronic fort mm. has come to an end. Mm. You're now part of our family and and the economy yeah. of our family, yeah. and, and I need you to show up. Of course, the child's going to be immediately angry because yeah. you're disturbed their um, little sort of. Um, uh, thing that they've got going. Yeah. 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 Um, so you've got to be able to be willing to weather in the disruption of something um, an immediate response. Mm. Um, but the benefits of it, uh, which you've just been outlining, Christian, is uh, speak for themselves. Yeah. And I think most of the time children start to grudgingly um, start showing up again um, when when you step away from. Um, an appeasement sort of approach to um, yeah. a, a parenting a difficult child. You do have to sort of, sort yeah. of say, wow, I've got to show up as a parent. Yeah, yeah. and then I think yeah. you need to be there as a, as a role model uh, and be, be the parent and show them the right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, and that's you know, tough. And, this yeah. Is, yeah. and that's this not is, easy, man. That's not easy. You, yeah. know, you need to show them the alternative. Okay, yeah. so we've taken away the electronic fort. Here's yeah. the alternative. I'm calm and collected and let's go out yeah. and let's engage Great together point, as dad boys. and son. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, no, I like this. Thank you. Um, yeah. you know, go on a camping trip. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. uh, go Absolutely. for a walk. Let's play some footy. Let's yeah. uh, throw a ball around. Yeah, let's, sure. Uh, I want to show you how to draw. Hey, I w- let's build a model plane together. Yeah. yeah. You know, like there's, there is other stuff that can be done. And Absolutely. I need, you know, you yeah. want to expand the, the child's consciousness. Oh, no, and that's geez. the beauty of having a parent who is there for you as a role model. They are there yeah. to teach you, to help show you the path through this emotional, uh, mm. re- to help you regulate your emotions. It, uh, this, this isn't easy. I mean, one of these fathers isn't a well man himself. Okay, mm, okay. He's been battling yeah. on and off cancers uh, himself. Yep. The other father works pretty damn hard. He's still working. He's in his mid-60s. He had his son quite late. Yeah. Um, but that's still no area to use as an excuse when you can still become a good role model in yes. that. Yeah, that, that's so crucial. Yeah. That's, this is terrific advice and I thank you both for, for talking and sharing that because it's so real that we have so many dads and, and just in that space of a week, I had two fathers come to me and talk to me about this. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and well, sad, that's, that's you know. the thing, isn't it? Uh, being a parent and a role model is about giving the wisdom of your experience yeah, sure. to, the, to the child. Uh, but we've combined that in with anger management because I mean I had a huge blow with my son, you mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. and and I just lost it after being told mm-hmm. to f off eleven times in a row. I just snapped, you oh, know. Okay. I'd had enough, and that and, and that's that's fat uh, on. And, and look, I, well, I think we've all been in that situation, yeah. haven't we? I know oh, I yeah. have, you know, mm-hmm. where I've suddenly flared up, and uh, I've got to say those times in my life where I've actually been angry and yeah. had a physical. A display of anger yeah. uh, have left a lasting impact on me, as, on my memory. And so, you know, wow, when you look back absolutely. at that stuff and you go, oh my God, that was the worst side I, of me. I even look back on that. I cringe so much. I quickly yeah. try and change the topic in my yeah, head or whatever. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? Because I'm so ashamed of, what I, of who I was in that I don't moment. mind psychoanalyzing, but I, I'm scared to look back at that moment. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, it, and it, it's like, it's almost traumatic for me. It must, I can't imagine what it was like for him. Yeah, yeah, totally. Traumatic for me. Yeah. For what I. Uh, I mean, what my actions you, were, yeah. and then, but but we are. We can look back on those and think, well, that's not who I want to be. That's no, not, yeah, that's well, not my best version right. of myself. Yeah. How can I do that differently? Did I need to be? How could I have avoided that? Could I have taken steps earlier to uh, yeah. to have a more uh, measured response yes. to yeah. this to this what, whatever is going on? The challenge, yeah, uh, dealing with other people's behaviours because people can push your buttons, and Absolutely. especially kids and their parents. Uh, you know, you're. The parents are pushing your buttons. Yeah. The, the kids are pushing the, uh, you know, you're pushing. Well, the parents are pushing the buttons of the kids yeah. and, and so forth. And uh, it can be very, very difficult. And sometimes push will come to shove, and there needs to be a, a change of scene mm. uh, and uh, a rejigging of the of the of of your lifestyle. You yeah. know, like maybe it's time for the kid to move out. Yeah. Maybe it's time to yeah. break new ground. This is yeah. the this is them an opportunity for them to leave the nest. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. Well, boys, it's it's time to wrap things up because someone's got to get off to the badminton court. But mm. um, before we do, I want to say a big thanks to Mounties Group, also to all manufacturing personnel, uh, recruitment and labour hire in the manufacturing industry. Um, if you're uh, an employer and you're looking for staff and solutions, uh, give us a call 0416 700 870. Uh, that's company director Craig Beachy, 0416 700 870. Um, and... Also, too, of course, we've pretty much got to say we are pretty much sponsored by Bodhi here, the psychotherapist, and Bodhi can be reached on 0424 416 
boat stuff. What have you got for us before you've got to race off with the This is a story. Daddy door. This is a poem about family, uh, my family, where I come from. Um, <coughs> and um, it's a story of celebrating um, the way our family has grown and developed over time. So it is a story of resilience. Um, so it's also um, the end, the last stanza. Um, uh, my family arrived from Maastricht to Netherlands uh, via Surabaya yeah, uh, in, in Indonesia, Indonesia. Yeah. into um, uh, uh, Tamaki Makoto, Auckland, New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and my uh, two brothers married um, Maori w women and my sister married a Samoan man. So the Pacifica um, you know, became uh, part of our um, ripening uh, wow. genealogy. So the story speaks, speaks to that remarkable uh, kind of journey. And recently, um, uh, we, our family came together after the long COVID. Um, yeah, in WA you got to, yeah. Uh, yeah, well that was another journey. Um, right. This was with, with my brother's 60th, the youngest. Oh, okay. He could turn 60, and so we all came together. It's called Family. Faces of family, the bitter and sweet rush of memory in the long before. The here and now, the dross of loss and scattered memories shuttered by a rush of loving, clasping sisters again and again. Two brothers' smiles wreathed thick on their European faces, farewelling the long gap of a COVID lockdown. My beloved beaming while gathered into this family warming pile of loving embrace. An ineffable yearning for the good family that practices the art of inclusion. Vanquishing an old and sticky competitive garment shrouding so many families' attempts at tenderness and tolerance. We are all immigrants on this journey Family is a nest we occupy. For wounding and being wounded. For closeness and distance. Sibs figuring out a future, however mired in doubt, unknowingness or cloying confusion. Loving and being loved. Not words we would have used back there. In our shyness stammering, we are all we know. Leaving the nest, sometimes coming back, the familiar has its comforts. A brother's 60th, the spur to reunion, our canoes launched from near and far, we have rejoined the family we were born to. Orphans, we are in our sixth and seventh decade, gazing at each other's faces we cannot forget. Writ deep. The unfolding of time has flowed like a river. Parents remembered their journey from the Netherlands via Surabaya, that sinuous dance of a prior diaspora coming into Aotearoa, New Zealand, to complete the family journeying. The embrace of Pacifica, an indelible addition, indigenous genealogies for self and family descriptions <laughs> I like it. that's
Christian. I'm speechless. Yeah. Yeah. There's um there's a lot in there. Yeah. There's a lot of content. That's a really good nod though. It's uh yeah, like well done both. Two di- two very very different poems. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, um, I I guess it's my um uh, deep reflection and appreciation of the family that yeah. I've, I've I've come from. Um, of and development and, and yeah, yeah, my own growth everything. within that journey yeah. of their growth, yeah. um, and um, you know that sense of tolerance, yeah. um, you know, for each other, uh, growth and journey, and difference, recognizing the difference, um, and saying, and forever we are family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to have gone from Holland to to Indonesia to and you know a lot of people because their home is their foundation, it's something that they can go back to. They're, they're huge risks that your folks had taken. You yeah, know? absolutely, absolutely. Huge, huge They're a good story. But, of, of but, it's, but it's, what a story, though, behind it. Yeah. You know? um, well, give me the yeah, no, it, it is a story. I sort of uh, feel a lot of gratitude for their risk-taking and sort of starting yeah. again. And, and they needed to. I mean, the, um, Did, did the they have a goal in mind? Did they know they were going to settle in New Zealand or was did it develop sort of as a... As something that look that both mum, mum and dad knew they um, that going back to the Netherlands t- um, uh, um, didn't feel there wasn't a call for that for a, a, a number of reasons, um, and they wanted to go afield, and so they had sort of been you know looking at South Africa, um, Canada, the US, um, Australia, yeah. um, and and New Zealand sort of kind of threw up a response and said, yeah, well, why, yeah. "Why don't you come over here?" Mm. So. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it was a historical accident in a sense, yeah. um, but um, they made a decision um, and they arrived with very little, with sixty quid in their pocket, um, and, and and starting out with nothing. Yeah. Um, and um, but they said yes to New Zealand, and New yeah. Zealand has said yes to yes them, to yeah. and their children have said yes to New Zealand, yeah, yeah. Um, and, sure. um, and and we gr- we grew a life there. Um, I mean, it's the immigrant story is such a powerful um, story, and you never know um, whether it's going to work or not. Um, but um, we were all immigrants, really. We we're all finding something. The, the diaspora, yeah. where we have come from, is such a a, um, a a sacred thing, and we don't. I don't think we think enough. Um, I love El, Albanese saying to the refugees. Um, we're going to stop the boats, yeah. but the people who are here, we're, we're, we've got an open heart. Yeah. We'll be fair. Yeah. And I thought, what a departure from the sort of Morrison sort of liberal government. Yeah, yeah, you sure. know, yeah. Um, we were going to build camps in other countries, mm. and, and it's hostile. Um, it was, uh, it's amazing how the impact of what kindness and, and love absolute, can do. Absolutely, and, you know? and that's that's a regulatory response from um, from Albanese. Yeah. From Albanese, um, and and, I, and it becomes inclusive. Because when families are inclusive, um, that says yes to the the differences between yeah. siblings. Yeah. Um, that's what that's what generates love. That's what generates yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of feeling mm. of um, you know we do have uh, um, a future um, and and you are part of us. You know I mean. <laughs> God, I yeah. always I always sort of think um, I, I had friends at school who were, who were Vietnamese refugees. And uh, I, I had a great friendship yeah. with one of the sons who'd come over on a boat yeah. uh, from Vietnam in the early 80s. Yeah. And I, I've, since then, I've always thought that the refugees 
it's so strange that we should be turning them away. And these are the, these people are the bravest of yeah. the brave. They are the yeah. survivors. Yeah. The risk takers. Well, they often uh, have the best attitudes so towards work as well, yeah, which is what we need in this country so to keep much our economy going. There, you know, that these people are bringing. Yeah, bringing absolutely. Their character, uh, their cultures, their, yeah. their, their love and their kindness as well. Um, you know, we're, in in the line of work that I'm doing at the moment, we we just do not have the workers here in Australia to sustain mm. to sustain the, the manufacturing industry. You know, mm. I mean, I, I met two blokes that need tool makers the other day, just desperate. They're desperate, and some of them he's having to ship his work to Malaysia to, yeah. to get done. You know, yeah. when we're, we're crying out, you know, that yeah. yeah. But you're right. You get, you know, I had a guy I went to school. His name was Mark King, and I remember going around to his place as a eight year old, and his he was Indian, and mm. oh my god, the food was great. I used to see the his mum would always wear these incredibly colourful dresses. Mm. You just never saw. Mm, you know, mm, mm. and I, I loved him. I thought mm, he was awesome. Mm. His dad used to get into trouble because he'd get the air rifle out and shoot the doves, which he'd use in his soup or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the back of Narrabeen Public School. And, and who hasn't? And who hasn't? That's who right. hasn't shot a few doves with but an look, air rifle um, for the soup? But thanks, guys. Um, uh, Christian, when, when, when are we getting you back again, man? Oh, sometime soon. I think I'm flying next Tuesday. So okay, so maybe uh, so a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yeah we, might, we might try and get Flynn back. Uh, if he's listening, Flynn, I'll get to give you a call, mate, see if we get Flynn back from Lawson. Uh, Boats, thanks, man. Good luck um, yeah. with yeah, the yeah, batty yeah, door. Yeah, and, yeah, you've um, got to uh, dash off. And I've got to dash off. I've got to, I've got to get some ads on because I've, I didn't play any during the show and I'm going to get into trouble. For get those ads now. on. I have to do my uh, quota. Um, because that's what helps keep this yeah. wonderful radio station. Let's 89.1, keep it going, Spillo. Blue FM. It helps us keep us alive. So uh, you just do that, and I'll. Uh, Thanks, crew. I'll get something going here. Thanks, Good guys. Good to see you all. Bye bye.